Welcome to the Relevant Truth Podcast. My name is Roger Mason. This podcast is dedicated to examining biblical truth. The Bible is overflowing with relevant truth useful in our everyday lives. Thus the title, Relevant Truth. The Bible was relevant to those that first heard it through the apostles and prophets. It is also timeless truth, which means it is relevant for us today in the 21st century. It is my hope that through this podcast, you will be both encouraged and challenged as we look at the Bible together. All of us have experienced delays. In our modern society, there are many types of delays. There are school bus delays that come with the winter weather, also flight delays. With the summer weather, we are always experiencing traffic delays with road construction And of course, thinking of traffic, there always seems to be border delays. Delays are just a fact of modern life. We will always face some kind of delay. As a Christian, we sometimes experience a God delay. Today, we want to look at God's purpose for delay. That is the big idea in today's podcast. So let's look at 2 Peter 3, verses 3 and 4, and also verse 9, reading in the New Living Translation. First, I want to remind you that in the last days there will be scoffers who will laugh at the truth and do every evil thing they desire. This will be their argument. Jesus promised to come back. Did he? Then where is he? Why, as far back as anyone can remember, everything has remained exactly the same since the world was first created. Now let's slip down to verse 9. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise to return, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to perish, so he is giving more time for everyone to repent. Now looking at these verses in Second Peter... They talk about those who stumble over the delay of Christ's second coming. In verse 9, the delay of Christ's return is explained. Christ delays his coming in order to give people an opportunity to repent of their sin. 2 Peter 3 and verse 9 in the New American Bible says this, The Lord does not delay his promise as some regard delay. But he is patient with you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God's delays are not because he is unfaithful to his promises. Christ's coming is delayed because he is purposely extending the time of his grace so that men may be given the opportunity to repent of their sin and be saved. God always has a purpose for his delayed answers. If you have been praying about an issue and have been waiting a long time for the answer, know this, that God always has a purpose behind a delayed answer. It is also important that we learn to discern the difference between a delayed answer and a no answer from God. God always answers our prayers. The answer may be yes, the answer may be no, or the answer may be wait. If the answer is a wait, that means it's a delayed answer to prayer. Perhaps God has spoken about his plan for your life, but you are still waiting for the fulfillment of that plan. This is when we must persist, knowing that there must be a purpose behind that delayed answer. 
Nobody likes delays. How many of us like the delay of road construction on our streets? How many of us look for the shortest line at the bank or at Home Depot or at No Frills or at the Walmart? How many of us look for the shortest line or the fastest line at U.S. Customs? How many of us get really frustrated with slow drivers in front of us? How many of us get bugged by a flight delay at the airport? We all hate delays. Why is that? Because we have been taught by our culture that delays are bad and to be avoided at all costs. This is a cultural mindset that we have concerning delays that we face. A delay is bad. It is to be avoided at all costs. Waiting is bad and a waste of time. This is all part of our cultural mindset. There are many key Old Testament characters who experienced significant delay in their life. God delayed his promise to Abraham. Abraham was told that he would be the father of an entire nation. He struggled for years with God's delayed answer. Abraham was prepared to make Eliezer, the chief servant of his household, his heir. But God told him no in Genesis chapter 15, that he would have a son from his own body. Abraham and Sarah birthed an Ishmael to fulfill God's promise. But God said to him no, that he would have an heir from his own body. That's found in Genesis chapter 16. Finally, almost 25 years later, God fulfilled his promise to Abraham by giving him a son. We can look at another example of delay in the life of David. David was told that he would be the king of Israel. David waited for years for the fulfillment of God's promise. He struggled with God's delayed answer. David worked as a servant in Saul's household. He served as a soldier in Saul's army. And he ran as a fugitive from Saul who sought to kill him. Finally, after many years of waiting for God to fulfill his promise to David, after Saul's death, God finally fulfilled his promise to David, and he became the king of Israel. We also see an example of delayed promise in Joseph's life. Joseph was told that he would be a great ruler. Joseph waited for years for the fulfillment of God's promise. He struggled with God's delayed answer. He struggled with his jealous brothers who eventually sold him into slavery. He worked as a faithful servant in a household in Egypt, but was falsely accused and then put in prison. Finally, after many years of awaiting God to fulfill his promise to Joseph, he became the second in command to Pharaoh of Egypt, and God finally fulfilled his promise to Joseph. All of these men experienced delay in the fulfillment of God's promise. But as we examine their lives closely, we see how their faith and their character was refined by this delay process. God often delays his answer in order to refine our lives. Does the New Testament have anything to say about God's delays? Did Jesus say anything about delayed answers? There is a number of significant passages of scripture where Jesus teaches us on this whole subject of delay. Let's look at them briefly. The parable of the woman and the judge in Luke chapter 18 verses 1 to 8. This parable primarily talks about persistent prayer. 
An unjust judge denies a widow justice. But what first appears to be a denial turns out to be a delayed answer. With the persistence of this widow, justice was finally granted. The point of this parable is that delayed answers should be met with persistent prayer. The delay of justice that this widow faced was met with persistence. Let's look at another example, the parable of the persistent friend, found in Luke chapter 11, verses 5 to 10. This parable again talks about persistent prayer or petition. We are to ask, seek, and knock until the answer comes. We are to be persistent until delay is overcome. The man in this parable did not want to get up and to serve his family because they were all asleep. But because of the persistence of his neighbor, he gave in to this persistence and finally got up and gave the man the bread that he wanted. Once again, what first appeared to be a denial turned out to be a delayed answer. The point of the parable is that delayed answers should be met with persistent prayer and petition. The delay in this parable was met with persistence. Let's look at another example, the parable of the two servants, found in Matthew chapter 24, verses 45 to 51. This parable is specifically talking about delay. A master delayed his coming, and we have two different responses to that delay. One servant remained faithful to the master, even though his coming was delayed. Another servant was unfaithful to the master because of his delayed coming. This parable is addressing the different responses to the delay of Christ's second coming. The point of the parable here is, what is our response to his delay? Will we be found faithful or unfaithful? Again, let's look at one more example. The parable of the ten virgins found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 to 14. Again, this parable is specifically talking about delay. The bridegroom was delayed and there was two different responses to this delay. One group of five virgins with oil kept watching and were eventually accepted by the bridegroom. There was a group of five foolish virgins with not enough oil who slept and were not accepted by the bridegroom. Again, we have two different responses to delay. This parable is addressing two different responses to the delay of the second coming of Christ. And again, the point of the parable is, what is our response to delay? Will we be found watching and ready or sleeping and unprepared? Delay is the key characteristic of each of these parables. We are to be careful about how we respond to God's delays. Our response to God's delays can make us or break us. It can be a blessing or a curse. It can make us better or bitter. The Old Testament is full of examples of those who experienced delay. The New Testament teaches us through these parables that there is a right and wrong response to God's delays.
Look at how some responded to the apparent delay of Christ's second coming found in 2 Peter 3. The Bible has a lot to say about delay. So let's look at God's purpose for delay. First, God uses delay to strengthen and refine our faith. Jairus sought out Jesus to heal his dying daughter in Matthew chapter 5. As Jesus is walking to Jairus' house, the journey is interrupted by the healing of a lady who secretly touches Jesus and was immediately healed. Jesus delayed his journey to bring public attention to the healing that just occurred in this lady's life. This delay was a severe test of Jairus' faith, especially when the news of his daughter's death comes to him at that time. I won't go into the details of this story. You can listen to it in episode 19 in the podcast entitled, What Do You Do When Hope Seems Lost? The point here is that Jairus' faith was tested, strengthened, and refined through this delay. Let's look at another delay found in the story of Lazarus in John chapter 11. Jesus delayed his coming to the bedside of Lazarus. Jesus knew that Lazarus was sick, and yet he delayed his coming, and it appears that this was the plan of the Father all along. John 11, verses 4 to 6 in the New Living Translation. But when Jesus heard about it, that is, the news that Lazarus was sick, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory of God. I, the Son of God, will receive glory from this. Although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days and did not go to them. The scripture is clear here that Jesus heard the news that Lazarus was sick, yet he delayed two more days. You might say, why did he do this knowing Lazarus was sick? God's agenda is much different than our agenda. Jesus was following God's agenda. Doing the Father's will was priority for Jesus above the needs of Lazarus and his family. That's clear in verses 4 to 6. Jesus was not motivated by friends in the same way that he was motivated by the Father's will. Jesus said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That's John 4 and verse 34. Doing the Father's will was priority over and above everything else. Look at verses 7 and 8. Finally, after two days, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. But his disciples objected. Teacher, they said, only a few days ago the Jewish leaders in Judea were trying to kill you. Are you going there again? That's John 7, verses 8 and 9 in the New Living Translation. Jesus had enemies who were planning to kill him, but this didn't motivate or influence Jesus. Jesus was still going to do what the Father wanted him to do. Close relationships did not influence or move Jesus to the same degree that the Father's will did. The threat of death did not move or influence Jesus to the degree that the Father's will did. Why would Jesus delay two more days knowing his friend was sick? Because the Father's will was priority with Jesus, and because the Father's will directed him. 
the reason that God often delays an answer is because he wants to refine our faith. Remember, God's delays are not his denials. In response to our prayers, God does say no, but often he also says wait. So it is important that we discern the difference between a delayed answer and a denial. If you work out the math here in John chapter 11, Lazarus died shortly after the messenger left Bethany to report to Jesus. When Jesus got the message of Lazarus' sickness, he was already dead. If Jesus would have left right away, Lazarus still would have been dead when Jesus arrived. Lazarus would have been dead two days instead of four days, but he still would have been dead. Jesus knew that Lazarus was dead. He said, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I might wake him up. That's John 11, verse 11. The disciples were confused about what Jesus meant, so he clarified by saying, Lazarus is dead. That's John 11, verse 14. Look at the statements Jesus makes about Lazarus. Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it is for the glory of God. I, the Son of God, will receive glory from this. That's John 11 and verse 4. Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. That's John 11 verse 11. Then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I wasn't there because this will give you another opportunity to believe in me. Come, let us go and see him. That's John 11, verses 14 and 15. What is Jesus saying here? Jesus is talking about the resurrection of Lazarus. Lazarus died, but resurrection, not death, will be the final outcome of this story. Jesus spoke words of hope, encouragement, and faith indicating his intention to raise Lazarus from the dead. The disciples had seen Jesus do this before. If we listen carefully, we will hear God speak words of hope, encouragement, and faith during times of trial and delay. The Lord Jesus was not glad that Lazarus had died, but he was glad that he was not in Bethany at the time. If he had been there, Lazarus would not have died. Nowhere is it recorded in the New Testament that a person died in the presence of Jesus. The disciples would see a greater miracle than the prevention of death. They would see a man raised from the dead. In this way, their faith would be strengthened. Therefore, the Lord Jesus said that he was glad for their sake that he had not been at Bethany. He was glad the disciples would be given an opportunity to see the resurrection of Lazarus. Jesus deliberately delayed his coming so that Lazarus would die, so that he could resurrect him from the dead in order to refine the faith of the disciples. You are saying that God is willing to let his disciples go through trials, difficulties, and problems in order to build and refine their faith? Yes, that is what I'm saying. God is willing to delay answers to prayer in order to refine our faith. Remember, God's delays are not his denials. 
Mary and Martha were grieved over the loss of their brother Lazarus. They were hurt that Jesus delayed his coming. John 11, verse 21, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Mary says exactly the same thing in verse 32. Let's look at Jesus' words to Martha. John chapter 11, verses 23 to 26. Your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, when everyone else rises on resurrection day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die like everyone else, will live again. They are given eternal life for believing in me and will never perish. Do you believe this, Martha? Martha and Mary escorted Jesus to the grave of Lazarus. Jesus then orders the grave to be open, and Martha objects. John 11, verses 39 and 40. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, said, Lord, by now the smell will be terrible, because he has been dead for four days. Jesus responded, Didn't I tell you that you will see God's glory if you believe? Jesus looked into the eyes of Martha. Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Jesus delayed his coming, and his resurrection of Lazarus from the dead was for the purpose of strengthening and refining the faith of his disciples, including Mary and Martha, that they may believe. Delay is one of the tests that God puts us through in order to grow our faith. How do we respond to delay? Do we accept it as a denial from God and give up? Do we see it as a test from God and persist in believing God? Remember, it is important to discern the difference between a denial and a delay. I'm not saying that every time we don't get an answer we like, that we look at it as God's delay instead of a denial. What I am saying is that many of us give up too soon. We don't recognize God's delays. Here we have a clear example of a delayed answer in the ministry of Jesus. Now let's look at what Jesus taught about delay. God uses delay to strengthen and refine our faith. And secondly, God uses delay to test our faith. So Jesus taught about the principle of delay in his parables. We looked at a whole series of parables earlier. There is the parable of the woman and the judge in Luke chapter 18. There's the parable of the persistent friend in Luke chapter 11. There's the parable of the two servants in Matthew chapter 24. And there's a parable of the ten virgins in Matthew chapter 25. Delay is the key characteristic in each of these parables. In Jesus' teachings, we see two possible outcomes or responses to delay. When delay comes to us, we can cave into it, give up, and allow the delay to become a denial. Secondly, we can press into God, persist into the known will of God, and allow a delay to refine our faith. The difficulties and trials we face have the potential, depending on how we respond to them, to make us better or bitter. 
So there can be a negative outcome to delay or a positive outcome to delay. First of all, let's look at the negative outcome of delay found in the parable of the two servants. Matthew 24 verses 45 to 51. Who is a faithful, sensible servant to whom the master can give responsibility of managing his household and feeding his family? If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I assure you, the master will put the servant in charge of all he owns. But if the servant is evil and thinks, my master won't be back for a while. In the New King James Version, it says, my master is delaying his coming and begins oppressing the other servants, partying and getting drunk. Well, the master will return unannounced and unexpected. He will tear the servant apart and banish him with the hypocrites. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This parable refers primarily to the delay of Christ's return and how that delay will test God's servants. I want to make a secondary application here to the test of delayed answers. When we are seeking God's intervention into a crisis we face and the answer is delayed, our faith is tested. Will we give up and lose heart or will we press through this time of crisis? God requires us to walk through times of testing and trial. In this parable, we have a faithful servant who remains faithful to God even when there is a delay. The other servant says, My master is delaying his coming and becomes an unfaithful servant. This servant concluded that the master would not be returning any time soon and became abusive to the other servants and irresponsible in his duties. God's delays will often test us. God requires us to be faithful even when we face a delay. The positive outcome of a delay is found in the parable of the woman and the unjust judge in Luke 18 verses 1 to 8. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to illustrate their need for constant prayer and to show them that they must never give up. The New King James Version says here that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. There was a judge in a certain city, he said, who was a godless man with great contempt for everyone. The widow of that city came to him repeatedly, appealing for justice against someone who had harmed her. The judge ignored her for a while, but eventually she wore him out. I fear either God nor man, he said to himself, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this evil judge. Even he renders a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who plead with him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when I, the Son of Man, return, how many will I find who have faith? The woman in this parable persisted until she got justice from this judge. This woman faced at least three obstacles. In order to understand these obstacles, we need to understand how the court system in the first century works. 
The court was not held in a building but a tent that was moved from place to place. The first century judge covered a circuit, moving from place to place, holding court. The judge set the agenda for cases to be heard. He was surrounded by assistants who would help him. Only those who were approved and accepted could have their case heard by the judge. This usually meant bribing one of the assistants so that they would call the judge's attention to your particular case. The widow in Luke chapter 18 had three obstacles to overcome in order to have her case heard. Being a woman, she had no standing before the court. Only men were recognized. Being a widow, she had no husband to stand for her in court. And being a widow, she had no means to pay a bribe to the assistants so that her case would be heard. This widow's chance of having her case heard in court by the judge was nearly impossible. This parable tells us the story of how a widow beat impossible odds to get justice. The parable moves from denied justice to delayed justice and eventually arrives at received justice. The story Jesus tells here is one of impossibility. He paints an impossible picture of this lady ever getting a hearing in court. But this widow pressed this judge until she got what she wanted. The meaning of the parable is explained in the introduction. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to illustrate their need for constant prayer and to show them that they must never give up. That's Luke 18 verse 1 in the New Living Translation. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always to pray and not lose heart. That's Luke 18 verse 1 in the New King James Version. What most people saw as a denial, this woman saw as a delay. When we know the will of God and yet the answer appears to be impossible, we must persist and not give up viewing the obstacle as a delay. When obstacles get in our path, we often view them as a no from God. It may be a no, but it may be a delayed answer. It is important for us to press into God and to get clarification. Is this a no from you, Lord, or is this a delayed answer? This widow demonstrated several different characteristics that we should take note of. She was patient in dealing with the unjust judge and his assistants. She was persistent. That is the whole point behind this parable, to endure hardship and difficulty. That is the picture that we get of this widow. She was also pushy or aggressive in her pursuit of justice and in dealing with the people who stood as barriers in her way. She was also prayerful. It was not just action that we see in this lady, but prayerful action. Jesus is explicitly addressing the matter of delayed answers in this parable. There are times when God designs a delay in order to produce a specific work in us. He wants us to maintain a persistence, an intensity in seeking him for the answer. Once the season of delay is over, God will move quickly in responding to us and our need. Luke 18 and verse 7. So don't you think that God will surely give justice to his chosen people who plead with him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? That's Luke 18 and verse 7 
in the New Living Translation? The implied answer here is no. God will always give what is right to his people who cry to him night and day. He will not be slow to answer them. That's Luke 18 and verse 7 in the New Century Version. Again, the implied answer here is no. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long his help to them? That's Luke 18 and verse 7 in the New Revised Standard Version. Again, the implied answer is no. No, he will not keep putting them off. No, he will not be slow to answer them. No, he will not delay any longer in helping them. No, he will act when God's people pray and persist. Maybe you have been waiting for a long time for an answer from God. When the season of delay is over, look out. You will be shocked at how suddenly everything changes for you and how fast God will respond to your need. God always has a purpose for his delays. Remember, God's delays are not necessarily his denials. God uses delay to refine our lives and build our character. And he is willing to let us go through trials, difficulties, and problems in order to refine us. Many of us give up too soon. We don't recognize that we are being tested with a delay. The difficulties we face have the potential to make us better or bitter. It is important that we discern the difference between a denial and a delay. There are times when God designs a delay in order to produce a specific work in us. He wants us to maintain a persistent intensity in seeking Him for answers. Join us in two weeks for our next episode of Relevant Truth. Never miss an episode of the podcast by subscribing on iTunes. If you like this podcast, why not rate and review the podcast on iTunes? You can also visit my website, relevanttruthpodcast.com, where you will find an archive of all of my messages and book recommendations. You can also contact me at rockrevmason79 at gmail.com. That is R-O-C-K, rock, R-E-V, rev, M-A-S-O-N, Mason, 79, at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.